Welcome to A Fruitful Life, a podcast featuring the teaching ministry of Rick Clendenin, Benton, Kentucky. And now, A Fruitful Life. Hello, and welcome to A Fruitful Life with Rick Clendenin. Today, Brother Rick brings us a message entitled, The Blind Versus the Deaf. Using the story of Bartimaeus in Mark chapter 10, Brother Rick teaches us the difference between walking by faith and by sight. He draws this lesson from this blind man to show that when one of our senses is removed, the others are often enhanced. This concept applies to us spiritually as well. In this message, we learn the eight things Bartimaeus understood about getting our needs met and our prayers answered. On this broadcast, Brother Rick begins the message by bringing us two things that he wants us to know about finding our place in the kingdom of God. Then he teaches us about the difference between walking by faith and sight and reads his text taken from Mark chapter 10, verses 46 through 52. And now, here's Brother Rick. What a joy to be with you this morning, and it's just a joy to be in the presence of the Lord. And I echo the words of pastor this morning. How many of you know that this statement is true? By ourselves, we're apt to get goofy. Raise your hand if you have proven that in your life. Amen. I have my life submitted to an accountability group that watch out after my soul because I don't want to be goofy. And if I am goofy, I'd rather find that out in a small group. I don't want a public vote on it, do you? And I have found that accountability has been the key to God using my life. I want to make a statement just to follow a couple of statements Pastor said this morning. I do believe that all of us have expertise in a particular area. I believe all of us are called to God to do something that nobody else can do. And how many of you know the big tendency is to try to imitate somebody else's calling because you're afraid people won't like you in yours. I I was sharing last night, for those that was here, about when I first got called to preach, I imitated two preachers that I admired because I knew nobody liked me. And so I tried to preach like them. One of them used his fist. He looked like a boxer preacher. And I thought that really looked powerful. And he'd swing that fist. And I think, man, that dude looks like you better listen. I'll knock your lights out, you know. And, and, and then this other man looked like a professor or something, philosopher. Boy, took his hand like this, you know. So when the service was real slow, I'd put my hand like this. And then I forgot who I was the last time I was there. And you got to keep real good records or you got to be yourself. So I chose to be myself. Amen. How many of you know God called me to be me? He didn't call me to be you. And I've got a real good chance of being a good me. I've got a very poor chance of being anything but a second you. So God calls you to be original. Let me share something with you. God's given you the ability to do that. Number two thing I want to share with you is everybody is ignorant in many more ways than you're smart. Amen. Even if you're a professor of history, that don't mean you're a chemist. Doesn't mean you're an English professor and know how to parse sentences. Doesn't mean you're a biologist. It means you're a history teacher. And I learned years ago that I'm ignorant in many more situations than I got expertise. That's why I need other people. How many understand that you're ignorant in areas? Would you wave at me if you come to that conclusion? If you don't, it's going to help you later on. Just admit it. I realize I'm ignorant. I need people to help me. I need other people around me. 
You know, God's blessed me with an organization. We plant churches around the world is what we do. And we've planted 304 churches in the last 12 years, eight different nations. And this organization, people's got, uh, God's brought people to it. I don't even know what they're doing. I, I'm not really qualified to join the ministry I direct. That's the truth. I mean, I don't even know what they're doing. I got website people. Did you know I got website? I got an email account. I got a Twitter account. And I don't even know how to turn a computer on. I told somebody here a while back, they ought to join together YouTube and Facebook and Twitter and call it you twit face. But anyway, <laughs> I don't know anything about computers, but somebody does. So they make me look real good. They make me look smart. Did you know they'll print off emails and bring them to me and I'll turn them over with number two pencil, write the answer, and they send it all over the world and I look savvy, whatever that means. I... I I don't know what I'm doing, but God's brought people around me that know what they're doing. I can't type at all. Written two books, can't type. But my wife can type. In fact, when we first got married, I was trying to type. And I could type about ten words on a good day. And, and I was sitting at the typewriter just like a chicken, pecking, trying to. And she said, would you let me do that for you? You're really getting on my nerves. I'm thinking, it's... I'm thinking it's getting on my nerves as well. So she sat down, and I found out she types 90 words a minute. What am I typing for? <laughs> so I had a little paper rolled up, and I was typing, and I just tapped on the head, and I said, I not thee the typist. I'm not going to type anymore if I type 10 words on a good day, and she can type 90 words in a minute. Why should I type? And what I'm telling you is you're a part of the body of Christ because you have something to add. And you have something to receive. Second thing I want to tell you before I preach, and if you're keeping time, I'm not preaching yet. Second thing I want to tell you is, your level of authority will always equal your level of submission to authority. I want to say it again so you get it. Your level of authority will always equal your level of submission to authority. Anytime you're not submitted to authority, you lose a right to authority. Jesus met a man who was a centurion which meant he was over a hundred soldiers. And he wanted Jesus to heal his servant. And Jesus said, I'll go to your house. And the man makes this statement. It's so powerful. He said, I am a man. He did not say in authority. He said, I am a man under authority. I say to one, go, and he goes, and another, come, and he comes. In other words, he was saying, Jesus, I understand how authority and submission works. And Jesus said, I've not seen faith like this in all of Israel. Because he understood his level of authority equaled his level of submission to authority. Anybody that's out on their own, watch them. Anybody called me when I passed it, I want to come preach at your church. I asked a question that kids popularized. Who's your daddy, Bubba? Who's your daddy? Because if you ain't got no daddy and you ain't got no pastor, you ain't preaching for me and tearing my church out, please. You need authority in your life. And authority and submission to authority is the way God begins to bring out your full potential when you can serve somebody else. Luke 16 is true. When you've been faithful with that that belongs to another, God can trust you with your own. So let me just encourage you as a body of Christ, find your place. How many of you know you can't function until you do? You can't function until you do. I tried the old trial and error method. When I got saved, I was singer, so I made me up some posters. Rick Clendenin, minister in song. You ought to have seen them. They were really impressive. Kind of looked like a mug shot at the post office. But anyway, 
And I had them kind of like a wanted poster, though nobody wanted me. But anyway, I had them anyway made up. And then I got to testifying when I go to preach, and I testified long, and I sung. So somebody said, I don't think you're a singer. I think maybe you're an evangelist. Sound good to me. So I just made up some new posters. Listen, it's real costly this way. But I made up some new posters. Rick Clinton, evangelist, ministering song. What did I sound smooth? Except when I went to hold a revival, my biggest crowd was the first night, and then it dwindled drastically from that moment, and I discovered I'm not an evangelist. So I finally decided as a teacher, you know what that requires? New posters. It's better if you go through a gifts class, find out what you are. It'll save you hundreds of dollars, and it'll save people a lot of frustration. But anyway, let me just encourage you to be a part of what God's doing here. I'm excited about what God's doing here. This is not my first time in this building. I've been here many, many times. How many of you have heard me preach many times? See, some of you have not heard me preach before, and up to this point, you've been blessed. Let's open our Bibles to Mark chapter 10. Today, I want to talk to you about the difference between faith and sight. The Bible tells us that we walk by faith and not by sight. And people say, well, the opposite of faith is fear. I've heard people say the opposite of faith is doubt. No, the opposite of faith is your ability to see what you perceive to be reality when in reality you're deceived. How many of you know what you see may not be what is really happening? My spiritual father, he's 76 years old. I've walked with him 25 years. He was telling me about when he was in college, he worked all the time trying to pay his way through college. And he was coming from Nashville back to Paducah on a train. And he said, I was so tired from working and going to college that I went to sleep on the train. And he said, I didn't know that the train had pulled over to the side because I was asleep. And he said, all of a sudden, another train was passing. They pulled over so another train could pass. And he said, I woke up, and that train was passing, and I thought we was passing that train. He said, I had no idea that the shaking I was feeling was from this train coming by. We sitting dead still. He said, but I didn't know that because I just woke up. And he said, this train was... And he said, I'm sitting there, boy, just thinking I'm moving. And all of a sudden, it passed, and I was dead stopped, and I almost fell out on the floor. He said, what I thought was happening was not what really was happening. Because your eyes can play tricks on you. You can be deceived by what you see. And so today, I want to preach about the deaf versus the blind. And the story is found in Mark chapter 10. It said, and they came to Jericho. And as they went out of Jericho with his disciples a great, and a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. And when he heard, everybody say heard. Say it again. All right. Everybody else join me. Heard that Jesus of Nazareth was passing by. He began to cry out saying, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And many around him charged him that he should hold his peace, but he cried the more a great deal. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood still, commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man saying unto him, be of good comfort, rise. He calls you. And he casting away his garment rose and came to Jesus. And Jesus answered and said unto him, what will thou that I should do to thee? What a strange question. The guy's blind. If you're walking at Jesus like this, you think he wouldn't ask you what you wanted. 
You think he would assume you wanted your eyes healed. That's where a mistake comes. Jesus don't assume. He said, what would you that I do to you? And the blind man said, Lord, that I might receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, go thy way for thy faith. Everybody say thy faith. In fact, let's change it this way. My faith has made you whole. And immediately, everybody say immediately. He received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. Let's pray this morning. Father, we thank you for an opportunity to share your word, Lord. And I thank you, Lord, that you have spoke this message to my heart. And, Lord, I thank you that it is individualized according to the people that is here. For, Lord, in the first service, there was a whole different atmosphere than right now. But it's because it's assembled with a whole group of people with different individual needs. And, Lord, you never look at us as a mass. You always look at us as individuals. And this morning, let us discern what you would speak to this group of people based on your word this morning. And give us ears to hear what thus saith the Spirit of the living God. Give us the ability in spiritual eyes to see what you're wanting to do. Your intention, God, that we may receive your word. That it may bring forth fruit to your kingdom and glory to your name. And that your intention may be carried out in our lives. Thank you for joining us for today's podcast from A Fruitful Life. We hope that you'll tell your friends and family about the podcast. And if you like, join us on social media by liking our AFL Facebook page or by following Brother Rick's posts on Twitter. You can also find us on the web at afruitfullife.org. A Fruitful Life is the radio and media ministry of Rick and Debbie Clendenin, Benton, Kentucky. You may find out more about Brother Rick's life and legacy by visiting our website. Once again, that's a fruitfullife.org. Thanks for listening.